0: This is John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm Commander Shepard,
1: and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the Internet. Versus the World Productions. What has been heard cannot be unheard. www.vtwproductions.com
2: the following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.org. Dot com that's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N dot com I don't like this place. Alive it's alive It's alive. Not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, VTW Productions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat, and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch, as in casually hardcore, at vtwproductions.com. And now, on with the show! For Sunday, the 4th of November 2012, this is Casually Hardcore. I am your host, GnomeWise.
3: And I am Iolite.
2: And then there was a kind of silence. Yes,
3: Apparently, yes. Apparently,
2: uh, Dax and Grail are running a little late.
3: And, and we might, no, no guarantees at all, but maybe there would be a Guenor signing, signing. To be determined. Definitely TBD.
2: But they'll be uh, trickling in uh, precisely whenever the hell they feel like it in the next little bit here.
3: So expect to hear, you know, doorbells ringing and doors opening, dogs and going back, dog, back crazy, yes, and... and babies waking up from naps that they should not yet be. Silence! 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 Yes, Silence! Chaos and mass hysteria will will be
4: there.
2: There is that.
3: So it's a it's a a specific type of intersection. We have a a guy who's helping us out. Is he here today?
2: I have no idea what in the hell you're talking Barry
3: about. Barry VA is our producer in IRC helping us out. Who? Exactly. I mean, I, admittedly, I forget he's there. But I thought maybe you, as the person who would, you know, run the broadcaster... Oh, the guy that know. holds Reginald.
2: Yes. Oh, okay. Yes.
3: No, that Reginald adorns. That too. Yeah. So you're missing the point.
2: If you're joining us... In internet-related chat, and you should be, for you are listening live, and listening live shall fill your soul with awesome. You will find the Barry Von awesome.
4: Barry White, save my life.
2: If you have something to bring to the hosts' attention during the show, please send your personal message to the aforementioned Barry V A. And he will bring it to our attention. Please don't be on the host directly during the show, because we can't pay attention to that many things at the same time, because we have very tiny brains.
3: And quite frankly, I'm not in chat today, because I can't think about too many things at once right now, and I have a lot running through my head. Yes, yes, that too. I've had too much exposure this week to Hypnotoad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, and not enough time on Reddit, I just realized. This week was very Reddit-free. Oh, they took my frickin' kidney! Kind of felt that way. Felt like a it felt like a uh kidney removal. Way to go, eh hole No, not through there. Yeah, baby, yeah Ow, baby, ow. <laughs> You're looking for a drop-in.
5: Don't kid yourself there. You're a bit of a pussy. No offense. Oh
2: My name is Wise, and I shall speak to you via the magic of the drop-in panel.
3: I, I am not actually going to respond to who's the pussy in this relationship.
0: Yes! yes. I am a oh my god! god.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a little too much fun with the drop-ins there. So, uh, well, let's see. We had kind of a crazy week. Um, we watched uh, Sandy batter the other half of the country.
2: We had those Um, moments of uh, a lot of the the little animated gifs that people were putting up of me from some unaffected part of the country watching Sandy unfold on the East Coast. And It's usually a picture of, like, Stephen Colbert wearing 3D glasses, eating popcorn.
3: Right. And going, oh, look at that! Oh, my God! (laughs) Damn. (laughs) It's like, you know, we're watching Deep Impact or something. I don't know. It's... it's, So it was odd. It was odd actually watching that and and seeing it actually hit that far north and sweep that far across from, you know, Maryland to all the way up through to New York and even further north than that. And uh, then literally like the day after it kind of wound down a little bit, maybe the second day after it wound down, I got on a plane and flew to Florida.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> At least you're flying well south of the mayhem. Yes,
3: yes. So well, I wouldn't have been able to get in if it had been anywhere else. Yeah. And
2: so it, was... it had wide-ranging effects. Yeah. So and for any of you out there who have been affected by Sandy, our thoughts are with you. Absolutely. Um, Emperor, I know uh, one of his machines was consumed by the power outages and power surges of the uh, power grid going up and down like a yo-yo in that part of the world. He's over in Ohio. His, you know, his was just the remnants of Sandy pushing inland and, and just you know being a regular old storm. Right. But a a, dear, you know, a moment of silence for the dearly departed Whopper, because it, it has gone to the great motherboard uh, stockpile in the sky.
3: <sighs> in other words, uh, technical recycling.
5: Yeah. 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 Please really? remember,
3: don't throw that kind of crap out.
5: <laughs> now, take don't, it and, yeah, don't send take, it to the landfill. Don't take,
3: send it to the landfill. Take it and have it recycled. it
2: be sent to a third world country where they will just melt up deadly, deadly chromium.
3: Right. Oh, you are so bad. You're I'm doing quoting a, Futurama. You are doing the
2: Futurama version.
3: Um, that's the most
2: horrible thing. Ooh, then don't look over there.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay, kids, time
2: oh, to play Find the Shiny.
3: That is so bad.
2: But it, it's, unfortunately, it's a little close to true. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, for those of you impacted by Sandy, I hope that your recovery is swift
3: and that there wasn't a lot of damage and that all the infrastructure that you need to really exist comfortably given the fact that it's November, um, is coming back into place very, very quickly for you.
2: Well, yeah, the craziness of the, you know, the hurricane becomes tropical storm collides with cold
4: front.
3: cold
2: front and so you know in some areas it was moving right on into snow right after that.
3: Right. No, I understand that and that's very dangerous for people, you yeah. know, to have have power outages the way that they did and then have well, temperatures drop way. And it was early
2: in, in the season so a lot of the trees still had leaves on them and when you get snowfall on all that surface area. That's what pulls the trees down,
3: right? So you get a lot of tree All collapses. All
2: that weight, yeah, it's just it's nasty. So and the pictures there. of
3: the pictures of New York City half lit and half not lit, and yeah. and these these kind of crazy like oh
2: the incredible was... complexity of the power grid being revealed, in the yeah, we can give you power today, and your neighbor across the street will get to you in two weeks, right? Because power gets there. A wildly different way than it gets here, just because of the way the city grew up over the decades. Exactly,
3: exactly, and all of the empty train stations. I was looking at pictures of all of the empty train stations. And also, in. the ones that were full this of the, water. The empty New York, mm-hmm. um, and so.
2: Yeah, the shots yeah. of Times Square. It's like, this black guy and this German shepherd just walked by with a gun.
3: <laughs> right, right. You're just waiting for Omega Man. Episode one,
2: or minute one of I Am Legend. is right. Pretty much what it looked like.
3: Except for the not quite as overgrown, right,
2: and having electricity because this was before the storm.
3: Yeah, so just really, um, you know, Mother Nature is is
2: not to be trifled with. Yeah, bigger, healthy, healthy bigger respect than us.
3: Healthy respect. Yeah. So um, yeah, I got to uh, I got to fly over to Florida, and I got Into to
2: Boca Raton. Boca
3: Raton. Um, and, uh, it was really interesting. I was talking to a guy who sent his, uh, his son to go to, um, UA, that University of Arizona. Yeah. Down in Tucson. Tucson. <laughs> it was really, really funny. I'm trying not to yep. laugh. You know, Tucson. We went down and visited Tucson a lot. And I was just like, dude, if you had been in Tucson
4: more know. than once, you would you know, would know it. that not it's pronounced
3: Tucson. Tucson. <laughs> And so, yeah, but I'm sure I'm pronouncing Boca yeah, he Raton lives on, he lives incorrectly. He on
2: uh, Chala Street.
3: Yeah. And I was, uh, so I'm sure that I'm pronouncing Boca Raton incorrectly, um, you know, given that. But
2: Boca Burger, what?
3: It was a little weird because it was like, go three miles this way and you're at the Atlantic Ocean because it's on the the truly the eastern seaboard of Florida. Um, and if you go four miles the other direction, you hit the Everglades.
2: Yeah. Where so stuff's going to eat you.
3: It's, yeah. And so, literally, sharks there were, coming
2: from one direction, alligators from the other.
3: Yep. <laughs> and so, you're thinking to yourself, okay, and it's very flat. Everything is super flat. And so, it, other than the buildings, there is nothing obscuring your, your view. view. And, uh,. So it was a little weird. But we did get that moment where you got to fly out, you know, because we'd flown across the country, and they took the plane out over the Atlantic to turn it around. To loop around, back in the land. To loop back in. And you got to see the water change those colors as, as you get, you get, get deeper and deeper and deeper, or... deeper. And then you turn around and it gets shallower and shallower and shallower, and you're watching. And, you know, it, it's it's funny. I did have one of those moments where I'm looking and at you the see water. The going... Exactly. I'm looking at the water going, hmm, I think those are whitecaps. I suppose they could be sea creatures. <laughs> I think they're... Please don't be a shark. Um, be I don't even want to be within three miles of a shark. Thanks very much.
2: <laughs> Without, like, transparent aluminum between the uh, two of you. you.
3: More than that, thanks. Um, 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 yeah. So but it was uh i got lucky it was lovely weather it was like 70 degrees 72 degrees and they were down to like you know maybe 50% humidity 60% humidity yeah. so it was it was it was gorgeous and i'm putting that in in quotes it really was pleasant since the temperature was down low enough for, but for the humidity a, but for not to be for a desert dweller but like for us oh god the humidity was like what is this
2: why is your air so thick I'm
3: freaking breathing oatmeal
2: here what are you doing man
3: and uh, yeah, so it was interesting. It was interesting. So I guess p- spent three days in Florida, fly back home, um, on a real red eye. Yeah, yeah, that was I, a fun it, one. It was. It was interesting, and I figured out that even airlines can't figure out Arizona time zones <laughs> because. They had us departing. Now, do the math with me, people. Okay. Departing Florida at 7 in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's a four-and-a-half-hour flight. Mm-hmm. So, that's 11.30 Florida time. Right. Phoenix currently is, or was until today, until today, up until today right. was on the same as Pacific, Pacific time. Daylight Time. So, it was three hours difference. So, 11.30 minus three hours has us landing at 8.30
4: 830. in the morning. Mm -hmm.
3: They had our departure time, or our arrival time written down as 9.30 in the morning. So we landed, as expected, exactly the time they said the flight would take, four Mm -hmm. and a half hours, at 8.30 830 in the morning. And then because we were, and I quote, an An hour hour early early on arriving, we sat for 45 minutes in the plane waiting for a gate. And all I could think to myself was...
2: These people are running air traffic control.
3: They can't actually do math in Arizona. Whoever did this flight plan Mm -hmm. thought Arizona was mountain time.
2: They were a week early. And gave us a 9.30
3: arrival time. This morning it would have been 9.30 because it was only two hours difference. Mm -hmm. But not on Friday, thanks very much. I
2: think they were a week out of sync. They they thought that that daylight saving had gone away.
3: Well, if they were a week out of sync, then Sky Harbor has had a very, very bad week. Bad week, week,
2: yes.
3: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh. I'm just picturing. And by the way, they've done a bunch of stuff at Sky Harbor. There's a Chelsea's Kitchen at Sky Harbor.
4: Really?
3: Oh, yeah. They've brought in all of these local restaurants and put a whole bunch of local restaurants into the Sky Harbor, course. into the food courts at Sky Harbor, and so you'll see things you know, that you just that you just won't see elsewhere. So you've got you had Chelsea's Kitchen, you had um, oh
2: Monty's uh, no,
3: I, I have the map of of it, and it was really quite impressive. And I'm, of course, I'm just stuck on Chelsea's Kitchen. They had a place nom, called nom, The nom. Sauce. Um, they the had, South. yeah. They South, had, please. They had Payway, which isn't local, but you know and what regional. I mean. And, and so they had, you know, but they had a whole bunch of really awesome ones, um, and and of course one McDonald's. They've now per- it's the only one they've never had in any of the terminals in Sky Harbor before. It's always been Burger King. They brought in one McDonald's into into uh, Terminal Four. Interesting. It's pretty funny. So essentially, it, it was uh, it was quite an adventure. I'm I'm glad to be home and mm-hmm. hopeful that it bears good fruit. So.
2: Well, you never actually mentioned what you were doing in Boca. I,
3: I was interviewing for a job.
2: So that's the fruit that we are hoping to uh, to reap. And whether uh, the job requires a move to Boca is all up.
3: We're point. sincerely hoping we're... that it doesn't. <laughs> we'll keep you all we'll anyway. posted.
2: <laughs> I'm like, please don't. No. I mean, your relationship with us is all via internet, so you don't particularly care. I think where you know we where we live from, but,
3: but we care. Yeah, we, we, we deeply care. <laughs> we deeply care. So but there you, you
2: do, go. You do what you gotta. Exactly. This is indeed what we find.
3: So, um, so yeah, I've had for those of you who know, I'm searching for a job. I've now had three interviews, um, three different, obviously three different companies. Um, one of the interviews has gone to second stage, and that was the flight to Florida, mm-hmm. and the other two look like they're going to, so we're hopeful on that. Um, and we'll see. It'd be nice to be employed soon.
2: Now, um, as a reminder, the Casualty Hardcore Great Goodie Bag giveaway, oh, giveaway yes. of Oct. 12 is underway and entering Yay. its second week. Next Sunday, we will uh, draw the winners. And between last week and this week, the List O... Uh, items up for grabs has grown considerably. So I'll give Great. you a quick summary here. We have the Large Pax Prime 2012 goodie bag, the Large Pack East 2012 goodie bag, courtesy of Former. A, a full Nerdtacular 2012 goodie bag. Two small assortment Pax Prime goodie bags. One full show's worth of segment sponsors, where you get to put words in our mouths. <laughs> the Walking Dead Episode 4 game code for Xbox 360. Two of the 2009 BlizzCon exclusive Noobs Rainer uh, figurines. The PvP Online Skull Desktop Icons figurine that was uh, being sold at PAX 2010. Five of the WoW TCG Slash Dance loot cards. Four WoW TCG Landro's Little XT loot cards. And one Tiny Raptor Mount loot card. And three of the WoW TCG Papa Hummel's Old Fashioned Pet Biscuit loot cards. And we're still kind of rummaging around looking for stuff to uh, add to the list. Oh, goodness. And we'll keep you posted. Uh, No purchase necessary. No nothing required other than to go to vtwproductions.com and or the uh, Facebook page. Follow the link to the giveaway and enter. One entry per person. Please, please don't try to work the system. I, I
3: think after that we're going to have to add, like, wingback chairs and things like we that. Wingback chairs. Like,
2: God, I had a full house. Yes, indeed. No, I
3: mean, it, seriously, it's, it's a lot of stuff. Yes. It's very cool.
2: Well, we've been, we've been saving it up and gathering it in our various things yeah. we've gone to, so.
3: <laughs> we've decided that we'd like a little less hoarding in our house yeah, well, and a little that. more giving and, away. And
2: also, <laughs> we want to we give back, so. Get Absolutely. in there, get entered, and we'll get it. Uh, get the winners drawn and get it shipped out to all y'all. All y'all. All y'all. There's y'all and all y'all. We have both kinds, of country and western.
3: Yes, both kinds of music. Yeah. What? yeah.
2: All right. So, to plant the seed in your brains for the Skype call-in topic of the day in the fourth half of the show later on. Does downloadable content actually bring you back to a game that you had previously stopped playing? Mm. So does it have the desired effect that the developer wants from it, which is to either have you continue playing if you did not stop and play longer, or come back and revisit a game and ideally... Because, po- you, want,
3: because you want to experience that content.
2: Right. Does it, does it bring you back to a game that you had previously put down? And then Grail makes a note here in the spreadsheet of, of course, a hot topic of discussion that people are going to want to talk about, and we shall talk about it some great length. Uh, the Mouse Kingdom and their... Acquisition. Acquisition of this... Uh, Lu- of the lightsaber. Lu- Lucas film.
3: Their, uh, their acquisition of lightsabers and yeah. the Force. <laughs>
2: yes. midi
3: Yes, they have acquired midi Mickey-clarians. What what are we going to do now, right? So any comments on that are are very, very welcome. Yeah, we'll talk
2: about that more in the uh, the research chaos section.
3: Absolutely. Oh, hi,
1: Grail. Hey. What up?
3: Hey, we told you people would be wandering in Uh, as they damn well pleased.
1: (laughs) A Absolutely. bit of day drinking—that's what's up, my friends. Oh,
3: <laughs> Sunday! Happy Sunday yeah, it for you. Yeah, was
1: a uh, little bit of a football sabbatical this morning. So. <laughs> oh, nice,
3: nice. Well, it is the weather for it. That's I'm telling right. you, that's right. It's like I'm totally up for like mimosas on Sunday evenings like this. Yeah, and bloody marys. Unbelievably gorgeous. No doubt. Well, you might be a bloody mary guy, but I'm a mimosa. I prefer the sweet to the savory.
2: I'll take this. I'm in the savory mood at the moment. Yeah. So I kind of doused myself in hummus last night. That's cool. I'll drink anything. <laughs> <So it's>, yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. So it's fine. Hummus doesn't alcohol <laughs> yeah. in it. Fetch he this can. man a pint of his own urine. That's he right. said anything. That's <laughs> right. Which sure, probably make, about what, 30 proof about now? Make, yeah. Make sure, you no, add, make
3: sure you add alcohol. It was to just it, no.
1: Stella. It wasn't anything yeah, okay, too yeah. uh, too destructive. The That's waiter true. kept trying to get us to order Jaeger bombs for some reason. We're like, we'll take no. the check. Jaeger, Jaeger. bombs? No. no check. The check. check. Well, I'll just bring you Jaeger bombs anywhere. So we're like, no. Oh, Not check. I wouldn't even start my day drinking <laughs> Jaeger bombs, <laughs> we let alone end my that. day with
4: that. So, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
3: I, I did have – I had my first experience with car service where they pick you up at the airport and drive you to where right. you're going and then pick you up at the oh, yeah, hotel yeah, yeah, yeah. and sign. take you back. And they got the little sign with your name right. on it. Although in, in Phoenix, most of them are now using iPads with your, uh-huh. your name on it. Um, but in Florida, they still had signs. And um, – the guy who picked me up at 5 in the morning at the hotel to bring me to the 7 o'clock flight uh-huh. was from Romania. Ah, He's yeah. from
2: Romania. Oh, yeah. And
3: he really, really, really wanted to talk to me about Romania. i to talk your blood. It, it, the accent was definitely there, but it was yeah. more about. He, it was funny because he was a, a former New York cab driver.
2: Ah, okay.
3: And so I he thought was, being Middle Eastern was a requirement. He was quite yeah. talkative. Well, I think it is now, but prior to this, ah, in, other, okay. it, yeah. in iterative motions, you Eastern know, European.
2: Before,
1: basically, not, yeah. ma- you know, not American. Not, not Native yeah. American, not yeah. Native yeah. English speakers. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes. Yes, Talia in the IRC. Uh, he said Stella, as in Stella Artois. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. European so, Budweiser, okay? Pretty much.
3: Yeah. It's not bad. I had British people yelling at me because I liked Strongbow. Because it's it's
1: the Budweiser the, of ciders. Yes, exactly. Well, it's it's sweeter than it is yeah. like the dry ciders that they. Yeah. Per, I, I, I like Strongbow better than most yeah. things I've had. So, so. I mean,
2: it's 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 large enough production wise to make it across the pond. Yeah. So it's like the same thing where. Coors and Budweiser right. are the face of American beer to the rest of the world. Well, the
1: place we were at, my reason for Stella was that I saw it said Four Peaks. So I said, do you have 8th Street? And they said, no. And I said, well, do you have Kilt Lifter? No. no. It's like, I'll just take the Stella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have,
3: you don't you have don't what have we the, want from Four Peaks. You not perfect... have
2: the flagship beers yeah. from Four Peaks. Four Peaks,
3: Four Peaks is Peaks. in Sky Harbor now. Uh-huh. It's oh, one of the ones. Oh, good. And, uh, oh, God, I was going to say something. Oh, I saw this really cool map. That uh, guy was putting out, I think it was a Reddit thing, but it was it was the work in Alaska pitch. Okay. And it had the you know, two scale map of Alaska with the two scale map of Texas superimposed. Right. And they said, Texas, isn't it cute? cute? <laughs> <laughs> Tally, isn't it cute? I hate to break
2: cute? it to you, but Belgium is on the European continent. So yeah. <laughs> it's a Belgian beer, it's not European. Yeah, um, it is. It is European. Uh,
3: Belgium is I'm sorry, part of Europe. I'm sorry. Some solid
2: beers come from Belgium. Absolutely, yeah. but it's still European. Chimay.
1: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that some a, really solid. That is solid. a tough beer <laughs> right there. <laughs> <Tough> beer. <laughs> That's a tough one. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> That's a beer that waxy you it's when like, you drink hmm, it. I just drank that beer. My
2: mouth is numb. <laughs> 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 like, like
3: somebody hit me in the teeth. Yeah. I don't was, know what happened.
2: We had, in our college years... Oh God! There was a bar that had uh-huh. their thing was they had just a ridiculous number of bottle beers. beers from mm-hmm. all around the world. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was massive sheet, and the goal was of course to drink them all over. Oh the, yeah, over like slay,
1: like, we have the Georgian dragon; you can right, slay the dragon, 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 which is like seventy some beers. And, and this learn, was four
3: hundred and thirty-eight beers wow. from around the world, it, it was, and it was, it was, was you, you spent months doing it. That's a long it. quest. Yeah, <laughs> so it was it was the. The Crow's Nest was the name of yes. the place. Oh, okay. And, uh yes, yeah, so you used to go in and you'd, you'd kind of figure out which beers to avoid. Now, they would drink the beers, and I would just get um, a muddled.
2: Kamikaze. Uh, pound your own
3: kamikaze. Oh, yeah. And so you would basically, it was the alcohol with the fruit in the bottom, and you would smash it all up as much as you wanted. So yeah. put as little or as much fruit juice in there as you'd like. Oh, but you would God.
2: learn from that. The kinds of things that people are prepared to label as beer, right, right, and so it's just there was this stuff called Eku Twenty Eight.
3: I knew you were going there. Well, because it's memorable it because it,
2: it poured like cough syrup almost. Oh. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was carbonated, but the bubbles did not move; <laughs>
5: they're suspended <laughs> in time.
2: It, 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 felt it really felt like yeah, and it was wow. It was really high alcohol content, yeah. so
3: it wasn't a dark beer.
2: It was almost a barley, but wine. it
3: would coat your spoon
2: yeah like
3: yeah. you would expect a a, it was, a super it was stout
2: slightly more yeah, you know? viscous than your average yeah. beer it yeah. wasn't truly cough syrup levels, but still it, but, it but has it that like, consistency and just, and the intense in sure. the flavor I mean it was, it was one of those hit you yeah. in the mouth flavors. when it was one that literally like wow it's my mouth is kind of numb for and me. it's
3: and it's staying i can't yeah. get rid of yeah, the no, taste no no, <laughs>
2: no 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 yeah
1: well, it's like, I mean, I remember in college we were trying, you know, of course, all these craft beers, and the first time I had oatmeal stout. Mm-hmm. And it's like that whole euphemism mm-hmm. of chew your beer. Right. It's like yeah. literally I could chew this beer. Like mm-hmm. it was that thick, yep. and it had like little bits of like, stuff oatmeal, I'm guessing, in it. <laughs> well,
2: a lot, of the, a lot of the craft beers are you know, unfiltered. Right, So you've right. got all whatever the, right. b- the yeast,
1: brine or whatever yeah. that's called. Yeah,
3: yeah the, and, you know, I mean. The dead yeasty beasties
1: in yeah, the bottom. Yeah, exactly, and...
4: yeah, yeah.
3: You can get those, and and if they've used a malt, then it depends on the the fineness of the the bag that they used mm-hmm. actually to, when you put the grains
2: in it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, if you're doing it on a professional level, you don't use bags; you just dump the whole damn thing in and I it sparge know. like crazy. Yeah. But, but that's just the the massive variety of things that the the, the world is prepared to label as air quotes beer, um, and some of them are quite frightening, and others are awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Welcome, Grill. Yeah, I, Time for the first break. So we right. started out talking about <laughs> right.
3: Hurricane Sandy, and we ended up talking about beer. That's right. I bet we can get back to Hurricane Sandy simply by saying, I'm so sorry, your beer's not as cold as you want it <laughs> to be. There you go. Yeah, no
2: kidding. <laughs> or too cold if you're in one or of those areas that got Or too cold, snow. yes, yeah.
3: yes. Exactly. Your beer should be just on the edge of frozen, but no.
2: Well, because of uh, the electrical effects of eating you know, one of Emperor's Computers. He actually had his show yesterday. Oh, okay. Mm. So Emperor's Court's already in the can and happened yesterday. So if you're hanging around waiting for it, eh, there's not going to be one because it already happened. You need your time machine. Gotcha. Um, also means we're not in a big press right. to yeah. end at a particular time. I have my
3: Harry Potter time turner. Will that help?
2: Mm, it's entirely possible. Yeah. You are listening to Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Got some smooth Federation queued up for you guys this one is from insurrection we shall return right after this this show is brought to you in part by audible Audible audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet with over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions.
0: Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink Candy.
2: Geeks in a Gaming World.
1: Welcome back to Casually Hardcore. This is Grail. I've taken over. We're in our Geeks in a Gaming World segment where we talk about games. Wait, wait, whoa. You're a geek? Stuff. Get out of my
2: house. I know. How dare I? How dare you come in here under false pretenses? I was
3: actually asked if I was a geek this week. Wow. I was like, uh, more like a geek groupie, but I suppose you could put me in the geek category if you wanted to.
2: <laughs> How <laughs> many years like, have we been together? They're <laughs>
3: like, anyone who's a geek groupie is actually a geek. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just you give know, yourself... give it up.
4: <laughs> it's
1: because, I mean, geek is so encompassing. It's like, well, yeah. what what subsection yeah. of geek is Are
2: you a sports geek? Are you, geek? Are you yeah. a car geek? Right. Are you right, a technology? Right. What? what? Yeah. yeah.
3: Health geek. Right. Yeah. Yeah, even that.
2: Anything, anything you're passionate about.
1: So gaming, I, know oh, I mentioned yeah. this last week. So I finally I beat XCOM, yes, uh, the new one, and on classic mode, not Iron Man. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to try it again with Iron Man. However, my son took the game from me, so I have yet yet to give that a try. Um, but a lot of that actually kind of led into the call-in topic this week because they've already announced now downloadable content for XCOM, which is going to add in, well, one one of the downloadable content is going to be the same stuff you got for pre-ordering. Now you can just buy it. It's, it's extra skins. Nothing major game changing. Uh, the other extra uh, or downloadable content, though, is going to be series missions. So this is new and so it's something that's like, okay, well, if I'm still playing it, that sounds really interesting. Uh, and I look at like Skyrim is coming mm-hmm. out with another big downloadable content where you apparently ride a dragon and it's going to add quests and armor and all that good stuff. But I stopped playing Skyrim. Right. And so I'm not sure. And the, the first downloadable content they came out with, which was the uh, Dawnguard, uh downloadable content, which added, added vampires and this whole quest line of like, you either factioned with the vampires, you factioned with the, vampire hunters sure whatever it might be um that came out and i didn't i didn't grab it because i kind of stopped playing skyrim and it wasn't enough to bring you back yeah and i'm not sure if even the the prospect of riding a dragon is enough to make me go okay i'll i'll you know price aside am i willing to put the disc back in (laughs) right so it's
3: the question is is it a is it a psych what's the psychology that brings people back to a game right once you've actually left it, like if they catch you with downloadable content while you're still partially engaged, then of course you're going to kind of engage in that um, because it's new and you're already there and and those sorts of things. But what does it take to actually suck you back in? Yeah. Well,
2: and in that place of... Because we used to call downloadable content expansion packs. Sure. Right. And I was actually at Wally World the other day and I picked up the kung fu panda expansion for wow and was just kind of thumbing through
3: mists of pandaria right yes. right
2: and just looking at what are the, the the features and things and they had the typical stuff which i thought was interesting of they had the 39.99 and then they had just the digital download version card okay for 59.99 like why is the digital download card more Right? Did they just put this on sale and they haven't adjusted this? And look closely and there's all kinds of digital items associated Uh, with digital items. So you get the super duper mount, you get some skins in Diablo 3 and some other stuff as well. And so you're actually paying more for Blizzard to spend less giving you the game. That's brilliant. That's freaking brilliant. Yes,
3: it is. But
1: (laughs) how much does packaging cost? And how much is creating a little pet cost exactly huh. uh, <laughs> let's
3: hang on a second yeah. here you know if I can reskin this tiger mount right. and make it completely unique but, but it takes me like three hours in my in my work to do it in one developer, right. yeah you know totally well, with it. It, it's like an, an Two million, sorry, six million dollars <laughs> <laughs> that I save in packaging. Oh my god! Uh, From the brilliant. standpoint of you know, does
2: DLC slash expansion pack bring you back? Right. I found myself reading up a little bit on the Pokemon the pet battle system portion of it. Yeah, because back in the day when I was playing, while well, I was a pet collector, yeah, before right. before they really meant anything, sure. right? So I got some supremely rare. Yeah, I got pets. the hippogriff. You got the hippogriff yeah. hatchling. I've got the mini Terial, which is I've yeah. got the miniterial That was yeah, the definitely. one I would whip out when people were like, what the hell is that and where did you get it? Yeah. Right. I um, was like BlizzCon one. Yeah, that cool. was that BlizzCon was in Paris. Oh that was the, the European. World Invitational. Yeah, yeah, the right, Invitational. right, right, right. Um it's one of the few like that you can actually get on the American servers. There's, there's a bunch of ones that are on the Chinese servers only. Um but there's a few that you can get on any multiple, old place. Yeah. Okay. And I've got the Murky from the original BlizzCon 2005. So some of the, the sure. rarer ones. And I was curious whether, okay, are these, like, super powerful or they have weird abilities yeah. in whatever game. And I comes wait wait, wait wait a second. <laughs> They're doing it in. to me. Yeah. They're
4: actually
3: getting me interested. I'm
2: researching this. this stuff. No, this, no,
3: no. <laughs> this, this thing that I've walked away from for like a year at this point is now starting to intrigue me again. Mm. Because maybe this stuff that I got a long time ago is now valuable. super valuable and useful in sure. play. And would bring make so an interesting again, experience in play.
2: Repurposing existing assets right. in the game. In a really clever way. So, once again, Blizzard shows their stripes as being really good in their business. Right, right. They know what to do. I guess the framework of, because part of what was in the back of my brain was the idea that one of the possible permutations of your job in the next little bit might involve you being away for like two months solid. Right. Yeah, that's true. What do I do with my evenings when my partner's not here? Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, you know, a couple hours of a game like, wow. With Sounds the like the perfect thing. Pet, pet well, battles. pet battles. Yeah.
3: And the reality is that we could set me back up, and I could, you know, even though I'd be working later than you, you you're think? two hours ahead of me, you behind be me, so yeah. there you go.
2: Speaking of time zones so where there'd be the weird more. mis-synchronization between the EU and BTW is now settled, now that the US has gone off of daylight saving time. Right. As of this morning. All the timers on the site are correct again. And there's, no, there's no weird recalculations of yeah. European people. So make. everyone
3: except the airlines have it completely yeah, figured out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah <it just laughs> makes me weep. So...
3: It was unbelievably funny.
2: The DLC question seems to, if you you include things like expansion packs in the DLC categories, it was was starting to work on me at a cellular level.
1: Yeah, I guess expansion packs could be included in the question if you have stopped playing the game that the expansion pack is supposed to address. So, for sure. uh, Sorry. It's interesting. I mean, I think also, for me especially, I have to balance it against also all the massive amount of releases that are happening right now. Right. Um, Aridin got Assassin's Creed 3. it looks so good. Like, they have improved the graphics. On a a system that's now been out for a long time on the Xbox. It's at the end of its Uh lifespan. The difference between that and, like, because I said, okay, well, I really want to play that. But I haven't played since Assassin's Creed 2. So I said, okay, and there's been two games in between that. Uh-huh. So I just picked up... So he has, a course, across Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. So I put that in. And I started playing it. Ask, he, ask Creed Bro? And I was like, wow, the graphics on this are nowhere near as good as they look in the... Uh, latest. The latest edition. And then I'm also finding my problem with this is there's so much side quests in these games. Right. There's so many, like, you know, build up the infrastructure of Rome and do these things to get armor and all this. And it's like, I keep getting, like, sidetracked. And they're like, no... Just focus on the story. All I can't, oh, the only reason I'm playing yeah. this is to get the story done so I can move on to the next game. So I can eventually move on to Assassin's but, Creed 3. But sandbox yeah, World. Yeah, Sandbox but, World. But
3: Assassin's Creed 3 is Revolutionary War, right? Yeah, that one is okay. actually, because
1: the, the previous ones, since 2. So 2, Brotherhood, and then Revelations, all were Italy, uh, okay. Renaissance period. So okay. 1400s uh italy and so you have like and obviously semi-alternate history Mm -hmm. so you have like in this time i'm doing quests where uh leonardo da vinci has been taken prisoner by the evil templars and so he's been building them things like machine guns and things that suspiciously look like a tank and stuff like that so (laughs) not quite what you saw back in the day Mm -hmm. but nonetheless it still stays in that time period
2: well, and it's stuff that they drew from Rener's right. drawings
1: his drawings, except now he's put them into action. They're so not It's actually like this been... little like dome like mm-hmm. Dalek tank running around yep. that shoots cannons do, and they, like... they, yeah. do they
3: actually work? you know those sorts of yeah. things you know but it, the you know the definition Renaissance man comes from somewhere. Oh, yeah, but it was really interesting actually, because I've been watching this is this is an interesting example of where commercials for games actually work on me.
1: Oh,
4: yeah.
3: Because the Assassin's Creed 3 commercials are really intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm interested in the Revolutionary War. I'm interested in that particular period in history. I like the what they're kind of showing me of yeah. it. I'm sure I know nothing about what the gameplay is like. Um, I don't know anything about what the gameplay is like. But it, it's like, hmm, I wonder if I would enjoy that game. And it's, it's like, that's not... Yeah.
2: Well, the mechanism is they're inserting your consciousness into your ancestor's body. So I'm assuming they found you another ancestor. To yeah, to jump that, that into. would right.
1: be the, uh, the, the thought process. But I mean, I think from this one, it's also so much more meaningful because of, you know, the ties. You know, this isn't Italy. This is America. Right. This is Close the revolution. To home. I mean, right. for for at least the, you know, I folks suspect, in America. I suspect
3: that the American appeal will be much higher it, on this becomes, one because it gets yeah. you, you know, it gets you in that in that mode. Right.
1: So, I mean, um, but they mixed it in, and, you know, they've had now, this will be the, what, fifth game now in the series. So, yeah. they have all that history, all those things they've tried, kind of, now they've refined. and But, I mean, they also went ambitious. They put ship battles in now, and they put things that, you know, you haven't seen before. So, it's interesting.
3: The other one, the other commercial that got me, that I've been seeing a lot of, and Todd, you're going to have to, uh, Noam, you're going to have to help me with the, it was the one, I think it's, is it Halo?
2: Halo Four is getting ready. Where
3: yeah. they're, but they're selling the pre-skins. of the oh, yeah. Arctic skin and the and they're they've got the very. Oh, they got the red versus
2: blue guys. Doing red versus oh, blue guys okay. doing yeah, the commercial and, yeah, they're talking, in there, do and they're talking and
3: they're and they're talking about their their badass out outfits. Check uh, out my new uh, skin. Check uh, out my new colored, yeah.
2: optic colored, yeah. and then the one guy who you never notice standing in the background in the camo just steps forward in and, and in, in the yeah. Arctic camo.
3: Yeah, he kills all of them. They're all dead on the ground, and then he does his little dance. Well, you're just waiting for the teabag.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's all. I haven't seen that commercial. It's
3: a very, very funny commercial, and it it cracked me up because it was one of those moments where it is playing on the gamer. I want to have the, you know. Well,
2: and that's uh, another interesting, I mean, it's a tangent uh, to it, but you can't, unless you buy the game seven or eight times. Right. you can't get all these bonus skins because they're tied to particular vendors. Ah. So GameStop has one. Sure. Wally Best World by, has Buy. Best Buy yeah. has another, and you can't get them all. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's, there's probably a few completions but, out there who will go get them all. But. Yeah.
3: And basically, if you, if you had them, you'd still have to do a pre-order to get – and that's what they right. were advertising – to get yeah. these two specific – Camo skins, you have to pre order the game. Give gotcha. us your money now. Give us the money yeah. now. And so it was it was intriguing to me, not because I ever want to play Halo Four, but just because they were playing on gamer mentality. Yeah. You know, with the I wanna I wanna do this, and they were they were making it amusing Fun. and funny yeah, and of course. you know, well, really Keith. pulling well, in really pulling in yeah. memes, you know. Okay.
1: Well that's a that's a good segue to one of our uh, topics mm-hmm. on in the gaming is uh modern warfare for or black ops 2 is coming out mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks and so last time for black ops 1 they did a celebrity pretty celebrity studied commercial where you had jimmy kimmel fighting like a war zone yep. and like kobe bryant from the lakers was there and there was all these different so now they've released for black ops 2 another one of these commercials and this time they've actually drawn from the internet as well so you have like Robert Downey Jr. flying an airplane saying, like, hey, boys, I just brought a plane to a gunfight. <laughs> the, the whole theme of the commercials, everybody keeps going, surprise. And so, like, every time th- somebody thinks they have the upper hand, somebody, somebody one comes, them. one-offs right. them from behind. But they include things like, if you've ever seen FPS Russia... Online, This is this crazy Russian who, like, I don't know where he got his money from, but he just does these videos on YouTube where he goes out and just shoots really big guns or, like, gets tanks, and he just, he's, like, got this thick Russian accent, and so he's really hilarious, and so he's in the, the video, and a couple other people where I had to look them up, but they're, like, internet celebrities now right. that they brought in. Along with that, I, I guess there's a French actor, Omar Sai is in there. Okay. Uh, so when you watch it, though, it's pretty interesting, how they and it keeps doing this one- ups and should make a surprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's you know and that alone and you know it's Black Ops is was a really good game. And I know a lot of people love to hate on the Call of Duties. And one of the big, No, a lot of people love to hate
2: on whatever's popular. Right, right. Right.
1: But no, I think even on this show we've seen some hate on, you know, it's you know it's really easy to use Call of Duty as well. That's gone totally Call of Duty. It's gone mainstream right. and bland and iterative in its releases. And I think there's a good article on the uh, GameInformer.com site that really goes into, you know, Call of Duty isn't bad. The fact it's popular is because it's actually a pretty tight game and it does some things really well. Does it have problems? Sure. Sure. Does it have some areas where they didn't do so good? Definitely. Uh, Black Ops, which was done by Treyarch instead of Infinity Ward, especially after Infinity Ward had that whole... Fallout, the main creators, uh, came in and did Black Ops, and it was a really solid game. And so, too, I'm actually, I'm personally looking forward to it. Um, I think it gets, because it's so popular, people always associate, especially the online play, with the... I'm going to get on there. There's going to be a bunch of twelve-year-olds screaming in my headset right. about how they killed me. And because it's popular, I think any game that's popular has a that, higher be, has that that's potential. That's right. going to happen. Um,
3: well, I wanted to address your. You know, I, I do think though that when when gaming companies are trying to decide whether or not they're going to make a sequel, that's really a marketing finance decision sure. as opposed to... Because you can come up with pretty good story along the way if you have good writers and good developers and, and you understand mm-hmm. real good gameplay. But, more, but, but the, the reality is that it operates a bit like the movie system.
2: But I would argue that less so. Really? Because... Or I say it. We seem to be falling victim to it less. The mentality okay. is probably they probably have a, a equation that says we're guaranteed to make at least this much money, honestly, because cool. the last one was was a success. Right. And Hollywood has their two thirds rule where. Sure. But it, occasionally right. you'll get like an X Men two, which is superior to its predecessor and does better than its predecessor. Yeah. Right. I think that happens more often in the in video universe. games. Yeah, you talk about Assassin's Creed, right? Progressively better games, right?
3: Right, and that's not partially... just milking
2: off of their Halo. Arguably, the games have gotten progressively better over time. Oh sure. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But
3: the reality is that there's there's two factors involved in that. First is the industry is maturing. Yes. Um, the second, and, and so the skill sets of all of these professionals in the industry are, are, are maturing and getting, getting better. better. And then exactly, the tools and technology are yeah. getting better. So the immersion and suspension of disbelief Movie is a industry lot easier. Moving a lot slower. Movie, well, it's a different technology. And, and it's, it's a different mature. And it's a different engagement. So it is. It's, it's kind of on this little plateau where you're waiting for it to, to step to another technological realm. For example, full immersion. Mm-hmm. If you can do a full immersion movie and they're wiggling you know where you can go and... yeah, they're playing with it, but you know you're probably i'm going to guess twenty years. thirty thirty years yeah. I'd say away from any sort of full immersion um because just because of the the kind of brain engagement that that would have to take.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, we have a valley to cross. I wonder
1: if yeah. uh, between movies and games, though, if movies lend itself better to say, okay, we've had a successful first movie. We're going to make a sequel. And we know we're going to make this much money. Whereas right. games, I wonder if it's a little bit more. We got to People make this good. are still, they're, they're very choosy still. Right. They're, they're going to read the reviews before they buy, and they're going to look at it more closely instead of, compared right.
2: to a movie. I don't know if yeah. that's true. Because they know they, 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 well, they could be drawing... And Assassin's Creed 2, or they could be drawing Duke Nukem forever. Right. Well, so they're probably very cautious. And, of which one and, do I and want? And the
3: reality is that, broadly speaking, games are still a bigger investment. Right. Than, um, you know, than a movie. Um, they're also an investment that you're intending to put more hours of your life into than a movie. Yeah. And so I, 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 I just think that it's interesting that I think that 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 mentality is there but then they incorporate other factors into the decision-making. So, and, and, you know, guessing, understanding the market for gaming is, is an art. It really is an art form. People really need to, to build that up.
1: For sure. So in that same story where the black ops two commercial Mm -hmm. was, uh, one of the other things was Sony remains defiant about the Vita, which (laughs) shockingly, the Vita is kind of declining in sales a little bit, uh, Okay, not shockingly. I actually didn't think it would sell that well. But uh, <laughs> so let's see. The uh, overall health of the Sony Games unit continued to show signs of deterioration this week. Company reported sales for the quarter ended September 30th on Thursday, revealing that revenue had slipped by 15.8% on a year-to-year. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's not too hot. Uh, so the Vita, I mean, really, I know of the two people, I think, that have one. And they said they enjoyed it, but they weren't thrilled with the game catalog. Now, right. we talked about Assassin's Creed. There's a coming out with a specific version of Assassin's Creed called Liberation on the Vita only. Mm-hmm. And that may be enough to give it a little bit of boost over the holidays. But I don't know if gaming, I don't know if a dedicated gaming platform like a Vita or a DS is as viable anymore.
3: No, I, I... Look, the reality is, if you don't have a really robust gaming catalog available, yeah. if you don't have a lot of choice to pull in a lot of different audiences and then provide them an ongoing gameplay experience, you're not going to have that reality. But it's mean, just not going to work.
1: And would you, but it's really hard for me to think of a time where I go, really, I really wish I just had a Vita compared to an iPad.
3: Well, exactly. That's just it. Is more and more games are available on these yeah. devices that serve multiple purposes, or a phone,
1: or, and yeah.
3: exactly. So I, you look at it and say, "Do I need a dedicated device?" I, I think the one market actually that that still works for mm-hmm. is kids. Yeah. I, I would much rather hand my 9-year-old a right. DS than my iPad. Right. Both from a, a like money perspective and the types of games that are available, I would much rather have him and and then even younger, the you know like the the Leap Leapfrog company sure. that focuses oh, on yeah, pure yeah. children's gaming um, and educational gaming. So I think those types of of handheld devices are are still actually pretty strong in the market, you that know, makes in sense. the market that they're applicable to. So, yeah, I mean, we'll... I'm not interested in picking up a Vita. (laughs) No,
1: no, I mean, uh, neither am I. And I think that's... And that's... The Vita itself seems to be more geared towards older gamers because uh, just the, the style of the graphics, the type of game catalog they've tried to put out on it, and... Just the the setup of the device itself, and DS always felt pretty sturdy. Like mm-hmm. a kid could drop that DS, right? And it's I got a good chance it. that it's yeah. gonna make it. The Vita would be like, oh god, yeah, it's done. Yeah. yeah, don't don't do that. Everything's cracked.
3: <laughs> well, and and the other thing that I would. Think is interesting for Sony is they've kind of got to look at, at their worldwide market and mm-hmm. how they're actually penetrating in the worldwide market because there's a, as for specific sales figures, uh, paragraph. Sony sold 3.5 million combined units of the PS3 and PS2 ah. compared to 4.9 million during this time last year. So, A, they're still selling PS2s right. out there. And they're selling PS3s, but you look at it and you say, how much saturation have I got in the markets that have become available? Right. Because the reality is that that they're probably selling those PS2s, not in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know, and not in Europe. Yep. These are going to be India, China, um, Malaysia, these sorts of really developing and emerging um, climates. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I think that there's a, when you look at the, remember the con- conversation about consoles a couple yeah. weeks ago? Um, and I talked about the fact that I thought it was going to go, in, it was going to become a little bit more of a niche category. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see that here. I, that's yeah. why I think it's going to be, there are certain ones that will stay around for, for kids in certain particular, particular right. niches. Everything else will move to, you know, these, these conglomerate devices. Yeah,
1: multi-purpose device. Yeah. So. So if you have a Vita, though, I hope you're getting the most you can out of it. Yes, (laughs) enjoy it. I saw some IRC talk that, you know, folks were still interested in it. Uh, Let's see, other news. Star Citizen, which is a semi-Kickstarter. It actually was, it's by Chris Roberts, who made the original Wing Commander series. Uh uh, Old old, uh, computer-based space flight sim. uh, One of my favorites. He, they decided to launch a campaign to fund... Star Citizen, they decided they didn't want to go with Kickstarter. They were going to do their own fundraising. Interesting. And then their servers got completely overwhelmed, and so they had to move to Kickstarter. So (laughs) it is something you can do on Kickstarter. I think they are taking donations outside of Kickstarter. They've already met their goal. I think they have 17 days left. Uh the name of the game is Star Citizen.
3: They haven't met all their stretch goals. Right, right. Not the stretch goals.
1: They met the base. And they've
3: met the first stretch goal. It looks like I'm following the link that, that was provided. Yeah. And you're looking at it and they so they've got 2.74 um million raised at this point um with 30 with 39,019 yeah. contributors but it was interesting because i followed the link and it's taking me to the to the outside right. one it's not taking me to the kickstarter yeah. campaign so that's intriguing to me um i'm wondering if they're obviously i think they're they've got to be combining their numbers yeah that that, Um, it
1: goes on to say i think at one part it says yeah above is showing the combined totals for both this site and kickstarter so they're at 2.7 million okay across both good
3: well and again we're gonna see see where it goes you know we've seen a couple of those funded games Mm -hmm. um now get get shut down um I don't, I'm not saying that's going to happen in this case that by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying that, that, remember, when you're investing in something like this, you are essentially venture capital. Yep.
1: So it should be good. I mean, this is an area that definitely has not gotten a lot of love in, God, at least six, seven years. I can't remember the last space flight sim that was decent that I played. Maybe Free Space 2 would be the last one that I can think of. And that was a long time ago. That's something you can get on GOG right now. So <laughs> it's been a while. I hope they, they are able to pull something off of this.
3: Some of these are pretty funny, though, the way they've labeled their their contribute, you know, like yeah. their levels. Make mine a double. And I got two of them. are <laughs> like, wait, what's the difference between those two? Nice. And then they've got an add-on that says, you've got our backs. Oh, and it's cool. this little $5 <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've got our back. Just give, us, like, give us five bucks. You're behind us. Yeah. You, you
1: want to see this made, but you're not willing to commit a lot yeah, of money Yeah, exactly. It, so. Or you don't have a lot of money right, to commit. Of course. You know,
3: you're going to save up for it.
1: Um, so some just last minute things. Uh, speaking about goldgames.com, this mm. weekend huge, huge sale on uh, Electronic Arts Catalog, which includes the aforementioned uh, Wing Commander series. Uh, one, two, three, and four are on there. Also Privateer. Uh, you have games like Oh, God. SimCity 2000, Mm -hmm. Alpha Centauri, um, the Ultima series. I mean, these are pretty much... Some of the big pillars of gaming that we know today Dungeon
3: are... Dungeon Keeper, Wing Commander yeah. 1 and 2.
1: And these are three and Four. $2.39, I think is yep, what
3: it was. Yep, $2.39 for all of them. So, yeah, for each game. For each, for game. each title, yeah. yes. You're not going to get them all $50. No, yeah. 39. Jesus. <laughs> well, that'd be pretty funny. That'd be an interesting um, business model. <laughs> 26 games for $62.14. Yeah, that's not bad. Um. I had a question for you. Sure. Is the Steam Halloween sale still on, or did no, that end? No, it's ended. It's ended, I saw okay. the
1: news post on it, but it was already over by the time we'd have our show. Okay. So, it was a good sale. They had a lot of horror-based uh, games Of on. course, of course. Deep discount. But, I mean, we're in the Christmas time, so we're starting the holiday stretch. So, you know the Christmas sale is coming oh, on Steam. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. So Bring it on. Save your money so for that. It's going uh, to be another fun yeah. ride.
1: So, all right. I think on that That's... note... We're a little over the time. Time for another music break. Yeah, time for another music break. Gnome left me, so I'm going to hope I can do this correctly. If not, then you might hear some silence. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Casually Hardcore. We'll be back with uh, Research Chaos next. And coming up on the audio is Mini Bosses with Ninja Gaiden.
2: Thank you. versus the world radio uses typefrag ventrilo servers try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com use promo code vtw for a special deal try on all of their fantastic features such as their money back guarantee instant setup over the internet web-based control panel live chat support and servers based around the world so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play versus the world uses typefrag and so should you www.typefrag.com promo code vtw To VTW VTW
3: VTW
2: VTW VTW Productions 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 dot com dot com dot com dot com dot com versus the world radio. Researched Chaos.
1: Welcome back to Casually Hardcore Research Chaos. This is where we got a lot of info from our all-volunteer research team. Yes. Who titled the research thread this week, Lucas Dethroned Edition. Yeah. What could that refer to? <laughs> I
3: wonder. Hmm. Is
1: that a 80s movie about Lucas? No. No. Probably about no, no. George. But nonetheless, the contributors this week were Deus Ex, Mac Bit, Boba Fetish, I can't even get as low as Gnome does with Boba fetish. Boba fetish, yeah. yes. Uh, fangs with a Z, Barry V A and Aid. So, <laughs> might as well start with the big story, which is, of course, Lucas right. selling all of his uh, intellectual property over to Disney. Yep, which... he
3: sold. He sold Lucasfilm. He yeah. sold the. Oop, jeez.
1: Well, hello. We got. <laughs>
3: Apparently, I've done something terrible with my iPad, and it went ahead and set off a one of the
1: everybody's got an opinion about this, even your yes. iPad.
3: Apparently my iPad does have an opinion on it. No, but it was interesting when I heard the news because I thought, well, you know, of all the people he could sell to Disney's not a bad choice. You know, I mean, they've done, they do good films and they've gotten into some better films and more adult films lately. And by adult, I mean, targeted for adult. I don't mean.
1: Right. <laughs> bad. I don't mean that. How are you doing? Minnie? <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's what is what did Robin Williams say when he was playing Aladdin? He said they used to tell him, "Um, the mouse doesn't have genitals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't play with that." Right. So they would tell him he'd go a little blue, and he was talking about how he would oh, struggle boy. with that. Um, but yeah, okay. So he bought it. He they he sold it for how much?
1: Four billion, I believe. Four
3: billion dollars. I mean, roughly. I want to see that many zeros on a paycheck. To me, at some point God. in my life, just even if it's a joke, just you know. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I mean. On, on the good news, I know Noam brought this up before he stepped away, was that, at least to us, is that Lucas is say, pledging that he's going to use nearly all of this to help with his charities to fund education. That's pretty damn cool. Right. Um, it's it's great to hear that he's, you know, not just taking it and buying an island and going to, you know, play with a lightsaber doesn't, on the island.
3: Doesn't he already own two? I'm ones. sure he I mean, probably I'm, does. Like, seriously, but... I, I really do believe that he's, the man's got, Tons of money. Oh yeah, he's but, got more money than he can possibly hurting, spend in right, his lifetime. Right. I mean, I really feel that way, and so I think that you know he is. If I would be incredibly proud of him if he, uh, I think Noam I said it best. He said he's moving off of the goddamn it list yeah. um, by doing this. Well, the
1: only reason he was on the list was because he was destroying our childhood movies. So, <laughs> um, my reaction basically when I heard that Disney bought it was it can't be worse than *Phantom Menace*.
3: Right, right. I mean. <laughs> well, I mean that's the reality is is Disney actually does some pretty good scripts yeah. and they do they're pretty good script writers and they'll get good actors and they'll they'll do a good job with it. Um and so you look at it and you say okay, I'm yeah. happy to have it continue. I've been hoping that they would write, you know, 7, 8 and 9. Yeah. You know, you want to see those. You wonder who, who, you know, what are they going to create new? Right. Are they going to pull out um who wrote the really amazing follow up series that was like published in the eighties. Oh, seven, eight, on. nine. Tim um,
1: Timothy Zon. Timothy's on, yeah. yeah. I mean,
3: are they gonna pull from his from from a know,
1: canon perspective, most of even Lucas came out and said, Yes, these books are in the canon. I mean, most people feel Heir to the Empire, um, Dark Force Rising and Last Command are seven, eight, nine. Right. So the question is, yeah, will Disney use that and recast the roles of Luke and Han and Leia mm-hmm. and all the folks that are very prominently featured in all these the books and recast them and use that as their template or are they going to just say we're going to make new Star Wars movies?
3: Right. And so they promised us by 2015 that we would have a 7. Right?
4: Right, right yeah. Um That's- Pretty quick. That's three years, (laughs) yeah.
3: So basically, if they want to hit the box office by 2015, Mm -hmm. it means they're scripting now and casting now because they're going to have a huge post-production cycle on this. Yeah. And so they're going to have to do their filming in 2013 late 2013, early 2014, in order to hit a 2015 release. Now, admittedly, they've got a year to play with there. They say 2015, it could be a Christmas 2015 release. But still, you (laughs) think this
1: first year just has to be getting a script together. Right. I mean, that alone, and then you have the casting. So, I mean, this is still, from a movie standpoint, especially considering it's going to be a blockbuster, I'm sure a very heavily funded movie standpoint, this is a pretty tight timetable. Uh, to get something out. Now, on the plus side to me is the fact that the Avengers came out. And uh-huh. that Disney was able to both, A, say, let's get people that are really know the industry well to come in, and Josh Whedon and all the yep. folks they brought in, and do it right. Yep. And we're going to let them do it. And then they got the windfall of money from doing it that right. way. That makes them go, okay, that's the way we should do it.
3: So the Disney banner has all of those brands. Pixar,
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: Marvel. ESPN, ABC, as well as Disney's home brand itself, you know, Walt Disney Films. And so you look at that and you say that is a serious,
0: you know, a really
3: serious spectrum of of just skill and Mm -hmm. capacity that they've got. I mean, Pixar alone...
1: Oh, yeah. That's very, very solid. Exactly. So I mean, I have I have cautious hope right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and again, I look back to *Phantom Menace*, and I've watched it a second time because I've only I only watched it the first time in the theater, and then I n- refused to watch it again. So I watched it a second time, maybe about half a year ago because it was on TV. Still bad. And, and it was just terrible. And it was like I can't. I don't know. Even if Mickey comes out himself with a lightsaber and turns out he's Darth Vader, that still is more acceptable to me than Jar Jar Binks and some and and just some of the horrible uh, acting and atrocities that they they portrayed in Phantom Menace and then right. continued to try to justify with Attack of the Clones and. Uh, episode three right right <laughs> revenge, <laughs> revenge of the, of the sith. sith yeah yeah it took you a minute <laughs> i know that's how um, bad
3: these movies so, were. Y- so you put that in and you say well they've also you know they've also purchased their entire gaming yeah um catalog and canon there
1: which is so big i mean that's yeah. grim fandango that's some you know a new x-wing game might come out we talked about yeah. space sims that's There's a lot of stuff there, and you might see some of those uh, things start appearing on Steam or good old games because right now those games just aren't available. So it it gives me hope in that that area as well.
3: And so I think that, you know, all in all, I had no hope before, (laughs) right? I had no hope of, A, 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 I wasn't really expecting to see a 7, 8, or 9 come out. Um, and even if they did, I, I really struggled with just enjoying them given Lucas's script writing. Oh yeah. You know, it just, it's way to destroy a yeah. film, you know, way to destroy a, a, a canon. Right. And so I, I was, I, I'm, I, now I am, I'm with you. I have cautious hope yeah. that this will be awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, we could obviously do a whole show on why I did not like the, <laughs> the one through three, uh, both his script writing and his direction, because he somehow got Natalie Portman, who I think is a pretty good actress, to play an absolutely wooden character the, for three straight movies. So yeah. Nonetheless, uh, on to other gigantic company news. We have
3: two different articles on Apple. Yeah. I want the exec one. Which one do you want? Oh, that's... Well,
1: (laughs) I guess I will take the... (laughs) The other one. Yeah. No, I mean... Well, I guess we could start with the uh, interesting news from Apple, um, which these, to me, are kind of tied together. Right. So... Apple is announcing iRadio, which is basically their Pandora-like streaming service. Because Mm -hmm. of some decline in in iTunes sales, they're looking at, like, wow, look at all these ad-generated services like Pandora, like Spotify um that have a subscription component but allow for free listening and and then they're so they're making money on ads they're making money on subscriptions so they're releasing their own thing and they'd like to be able to tie it back into itunes obviously so hey you like this song just buy it from itunes again keep you within the uh ecosystem of apple um which to me when i look at this and i look at the announcement of like the ipad mini I started right. seeing that I, this is the first time in recent memory that I can remember that Apple seems to be chasing other people.
3: Oh, no, and we talked about this. Yeah. We started talking about mean, this when we were saying, is Apple truly innovating or is it just iterating? Right. Well, and it, I, I see them yeah. branching into these markets and saying, well, these other these other players in the, the yeah. streaming radio market or the streaming music market, for example, well, you think of Pandora, right? Right. Are really well established, globally available. Mm-hmm. You know, really that they they are entrenched, and they do it Apple, well. And they do it well. Apple would have been better off acquiring them, yeah, than launching a competitive product, right? And, and seriously, that's you, the way
1: it, it feels. It's
3: to me, it's like, don't waste your time inventing a new wheel, yeah. When that particular wheel is, is well constructed well, it's and running,
4: running. Yeah. it's not even <laughs> so, squeaking.
1: I mean,
3: exactly. So I, I just look at it and say, "I'm not. I'm not impressed with their decision." Neither
1: there. am I. And I mean, because you look at when they came out with the iPod, there mm-hmm. was nothing in that market that was viable at that time. I mean, well, other I than mean, a you, Walkman. You or... no,
3: you had you had MP3 players and you had solid state MP3 players. But what you were dealing with was you were dealing with the challenge of I can't get over two gigs. Right. I cannot get over two gigs of storage. So what Apple did, this is is a disruptive technology. Yeah. They took their miniaturization technology mm-hmm. they've been working on to create the mini, yeah. the Mac mini. Right. And they took it a step farther and said, well, we can create really tiny hard right. drives that will store 20 gigs. And, and they busted the market by taking that yeah. disruptive step. And well, that was it was it, phenomenal of them. It gave
1: them that, but also they said, you know, it's really clunky for all these MP3 players to get music. Right. Like, there is no good distribution sites. So I'm going to create iTunes. So we give them that. So iTunes, right. maybe, and you could even argue, maybe iTunes was the bigger innovation than, than the I think iPad. I think both of them were yeah.
3: phenomenal innovations on Apple's part, and they really looked towards how does, how does, do goods, for example, right. music in this case, how do they need to be digitally distributed? Yeah. And so they really created the the 100% forefront forerunner on that. Right. And so I look at this and I say, you know, there's nothing new. You're playing catch-up. It feels yeah.
1: like. So it's it's a strange move for a company that, from the iPod, the iPad, and iPhone really you know setting the bar and even their laptops becoming so right. entrenched with being so user-friendly and such to now moving into a couple areas with the ipad mini going you're you're chasing the fire right, right. now and now with this where you're, you're chasing some very well-established services and from what i read in this at least the announcement article i don't see anything new right um
3: and see what's 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 the yeah. hook? What's the innovation? Right. What's the creation that's going to make this worthwhile to people? Right. Um, other than the fact that it will integrate within Apple's walled garden. Yeah,
1: so it almost makes me so. feel like Apple needs to shake up their executives. They <laughs> might exactly, they might
3: need to. And so you know, the other the other uh, piece that was included here was Forstall's exit from Apple. You know, he had conflicts with execs, jubilation and air quotes from employees. Um, now he was the Scott Forstall was the iOS software head, um, and uh, along with Apple's retail head John Browett, and so they both have left. It wasn't just the outsiders who were surprised by the news. Engineers within Apple were also reportedly surprised by the apparent firing of such an important figure. While Apple is keeping its lips sealed over exactly what happened, details have begun to leak out about why Forstall was shown the door, painting a picture of strife among Apple's top executives. So, you know, some of the first releases basically said that, that Forstall refused to sign the public apology mm. for Apple's iOS 6 Maps iMaps, issue. Yeah. Um, iMaps, iMaps? And so the the reality is that, you know, he basically said, I'm not going to sign it. I don't believe that we owe an apology to the public. And so Tim Cook, Apple CEO, had to sign it instead. Um, and so, you know, he's reportedly told people, is that there was no decider within Apple um, after Steve Jobs' death. Um, and that he was sent an email to the iOS team in order to chide them for not coming up with big enough ideas. Well, I, I think that, you know, one of the jobs of the executives is to work with your development, your R&D people and your market people and pull all of those ideas together so that you are the one who's fostering the development of innovative ideas. Right, right. And so this is one of the things that, yeah, I think they do need to shake up some of their executives. I think they need to, to look to, the, you know, their roots of innovation their incredible form factor i think they really need to you know to play with things that way and i'm not surprised that that some of the execs are leaving no um you know
1: well i mean i think they also they're in that article they go on to talk and and link to some other articles um Jonathan Ive's, I think, is the name of one of their other top executives who is behind things like the design of the iPad mm-hmm. uh, hardware, the physical design right. of you know, those things, has now been promoted to do software uh, design, like you know, user interface, basically. Sure. And so a lot of people are thinking that that's, we might see a shake-up there where it's going to be a much more minimalistic. Not that it's overly in your face right, right now, but still something even more so. Because you look at the iPad design, it's like it's one button and right. a screen. I've, I've, got a,
3: I've got a button on the top, yeah. a plus-minus button on the side, yeah. a slide switch, and a single button on the face. Yeah, so and that's much. all I've got. So I've got literally four controls besides the touchscreen. Right. But here's the reality. The... User experience design and user interface design is a hugely growing industry, mm-hmm. and the people that really understand how to create intuitive, clean, engaging yeah. interfaces that really improve the experience are going to make going to make a big difference okay. you know so i, I don 't know I think that apple 's got some running to do they 've got some yeah. you know they 've got some work in front of them to Maintain, yeah. their position. Well, I think,
1: like any company, I mean, you, you hit up uh, a high like Microsoft had the same thing where they right. were like everything was Microsoft, and now they've forgotten competition. They've had issues internally, mm-hmm. which are you know are obviously playing out uh, with that. And there was another executive who also left, who was the head of the stores. And right now, they're laid out. Right, um, not related, but nonetheless, you're seeing shakeups there, and you know this this pedestal they were on is now they're coming down a little bit so but apple mm-hmm. still has a chance i mean they definitely they have plenty of capital they have a lot of things still in their favor they just need to get back into uh doing something filling a void and it's so it's much easier to say than do but filling a void that people didn't even know it was there right and that's it's a tough thing to, to to figure out but they've done it so far over the last years few years they've mm-hmm. managed to hit that so we'll see what they uh, well
3: and, and that's just it if you can, if you can do that, if we'll see what they it. come up with. Yeah. But you know, again, I think you're right. I think that they they've had a huge growth mm-hmm. cycle, and they're going to balance off, and they're facing competition, and they just need to be super wise yeah. in what they do. And you know, I'm one of those people that I I don't think that you should build, you know, build another mousetrap. Right. 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 Buy the one that works. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like Apple couldn't acquire you know, Pandora if they wanted it yeah. or they couldn't acquire, although I don't know who owns Pandora at this point, um, or they couldn't acquire, for example, Skype.
1: Sure. You well, know, they'd have I mean, trouble with that because the Microsoft bought that. Oh, they? <laughs> that's okay. So they'd have trouble with Skype. <laughs> they'd have trouble But with the
3: reality Skype. is that that was a brilliant move on Microsoft. Sure. Part. Sure. I do remember that they did buy yeah. Skype. So it, it was a brilliant move on their part though, because every freaking buddy uses Use, Skype. Yeah. The, you know, it's a it, it literally they've got their foot in every single door on the planet who uses a computer pretty right.
1: much. So uh, we, we will see where it goes. I, I personally think Apple is ITV. That's their chance to to do something mm. interesting. But mm-hmm. We'll see when they still are very mums the word on that. Uh, other news. Let's see. We have Facebook is testing free Wi-Fi in exchange for check ins. That's crazy to me. I mean, talk about giving, (laughs) talk about the mousetrap, putting the cheese Uh there. Like, sure, all these businesses will give you free Wi-Fi access. All you have to do is for your customers to make use of it is they have to check in. Right. And I could see how a business would go, well, that sounds good to me. You're advertising my business. Exactly. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing. It came out of a, uh, uh, basically a brainstorming conference so they're Mm -hmm. not sure if it's going to get traction or not um and they said that if if the business wants to they could also provide them with a password like a normal starbucks or wherever where they you could get your customer on if they didn't want to check in but it's it's definitely an interesting way to to get more use traffic to their site from an Mm -hmm. obvious standpoint but almost i almost want to say it's social engineering just because it's such a Oh, I can get on for free? That sounds good to me. Yeah, why not check in and put myself out there?
3: And the reality is that if you're already using Facebook and you're already using mm-hmm. these things, why why would you why not? You? And so I do think that, you know, the the reality is that social engineering is, is we all experience it every day. Oh, yeah. And the people who are really, really brilliant at it go pretty far. So we'll see how it goes. I, I think it's an interesting idea.
1: Yeah. Um. Don't know if it'll come to fruition, but we gotta do something to get exactly. that uh, stock price up. Oh, <laughs> I think, for God. Facebook for Facebook. <laughs>
3: yeah, they might have been better off not using an IPO. Yeah, maybe um, maybe. maybe. <laughs> oh, Although I geez. think they were at a they were kind of at a, a jumping point anyway. Yeah. Um. Okay, so one of the last ones that we pulled yep. in was about a toy store, and it's a toy store that stocks only cardboard boxes. Mr. Imagine's toy store in Chicago is hoping to tap into the creativity of kids, offering only cardboard boxes to play with. So it's it's about, obviously, Mr. Imagine. It's about tying into mm-hmm. imagination. I always think of um, Calvin and Hobbes when yeah. I see big, big cardboard boxes or I see my daughter climb into a cardboard box and make a fort out of it or do some of these things. Yeah. Um, and I think of the transmogrifier. Right, and right, du- right, and the duplicator yeah. and Calvin having so much fun across yeah. the course of the years with with those. So
1: yeah, it's cool, and it's actually it's it's a it's being set up within the Chicago's Children's Museum, mm-hmm. which I've been to. It's a really cool, interactive uh, place that you know kids go in. Every single display in there has you know touch it, feel it, do mm-hmm. stuff with it. It's not just read. So that, but I mean, I find it funny. It's like we'll just put a store full of cardboard boxes. And I can tell you looking at a lot of like toddler age kids, that's all they need. You go to a birthday party where there's those level kids. They're more interested in the box than they are usually in the toy that's in the box. Exactly. So,
3: and so again, the other thing that it does is it takes electronics out of it Mm -hmm. and it requires them to be more active. Yeah. So they're, you know, whether it's story writing in their head or, um, or just, you know, kind of creating a new shape or, you know, pulling out a pair of scissors and splitting the box to do something else with it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did everything from make a fort to make a tent to, sure. you know, you pull the furniture together and put the cardboard box over where the furniture yeah. connected. So you could make your own little castle set up. Yeah. And I mean, kids are
1: wearing his helmets and yeah, take know. the
3: cushions off the couch and put those around yeah. to create the walls oh, of the yeah, fort. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we did all of Got that so. And, yeah, if you don't have a Ford, you, <laughs> I mean, have really, had you haven't, you haven't had a real childhood yeah. if you haven't had a Ford. That's right. Um, even if it was made out of couch cushions no. from a green velvet plush couch Oof. that your parents had in the 1970s.
4: That is to uh,
1: <laughs> deter yes. any attackers. Yes, like, yes. oh, look at that fabric I'm out. Oh, my God. <laughs>
3: yeah, every now and then I see pictures from my childhood and go, what, what? were my parents <laughs> thinking? <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness. Okay, so I think that brings us, Hanley, to the end of our third segment. Uh, Coming up next will be your call-ins for the Nerds with Opinions segment. We're asking about both. Will downloadable content or even an expansion game get you to go back to a game that you've previously stopped playing? Mm -hmm. Um, That's one of our topics. We're, We're also, obviously... Willing to listen to your thoughts upon Lucas selling out or selling in a very good way to Disney uh, all of his intellectual properties around Star Wars.
3: How old is Lucas now?
1: God, six late 60s, I would okay. think. So, I would think. I don't know. So
3: don't you think this is also probably in his retirement succession planning? I mean, yeah. who who did he have in place, really, to take over Lucas LucasArts? i, I you know never
1: heard of anybody. Yep. <laughs> never sounded
3: like, I've never heard even a rumor that there was grooming going on in there. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, yep. there's some good good notions to saying there's nobody here to take it over, so I'm going to. Yep, take care of everybody by giving it into good hands. Yeah,
4: so
1: or in this up... case, selling it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. selling, it, <laughs> selling it to an evil mouse. Uh, so warm <laughs> up your. <yeah. laughs> oh,
4: hi guys. Uh,
1: so warm up your copies of Skype. Uh, feel free to call in in about a minute because I'm going to walk away from the computer for a second, uh, and we'll be right back. Coming up during this break is Mike Philman with Chicken Monkey Duck. <laughs>
6: Uh, This is Turf Sir from the incredible podcast of Amazing Awesomeness, and you're listening to Versus of the World Radio. This is a very important song to me. I hope it's very soon a very important song to you too. Here we go. uh, That's where we are. Now follow along. Monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, duck, duck, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, duck, monkey, duck, chicken, duck, monkey, monkey, duck, duck, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck. Chicken, chicken, monkey, duck, chicken, monkey, duck, duck, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, duck, chicken, duck, duck, chicken, monkey, monkey, duck, chicken, monkey, duck, chicken, duck, monkey, duck, duck, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken,
5: monkey, duck.
6: Chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck, chicken, chicken, duck, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, duck. Duck, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, duck, duck, chicken, chicken, duck, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken. Duck, you should reply. Duck, duck, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck chicken 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 monkey monkey chicken monkey duck 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 duck
1: duck boots i'm caleb colby from indeed podcast and you're listening to versus the world radio
5: we'd like to do a couple of short tributes for you now
1: first one is um
5: we we, we do these for a reason because even though we're, we're we're a comedy band we feel the music underneath has to be good um So for that reason, we're honoring just a couple of the musicians that have inspired us for our entire lives. This first one is called, If James Taylor Were On Fire. Somebody please, won't you get me a fire extinguisher? And put me out I can't stand the heat Though I've seen fire and rain I can do with a little less fire Thank you. Just one more short tribute. This is If Bob Dylan Were Hiding At the Bottom of a well. I'm just sitting here, hiding at the
0: This is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
2: Nerds with Opinions.
1: Welcome back to Casually Hardcore. We are in the Nerds with Opinions segment, so feel free to call in via Skype. Our Skype name is VTW Shows, all in word. And we're interested in your opinions on both gaming downloadable content, as well as the merger—or uh, not merger, but sale—of LucasArts to Disney. In addition, I think we—I think I got a message from Pusar that she sent an email. So oh. I'm going to have you look that up because I don't remember logging for the email. Oh, I have <laughs> no
3: idea. My goodness, let's see if yeah. I can get there. Put an eye um... light
1: on the spot here. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. While we're you doing just, that, just we'll answer a call then. Yeah. Thank you for calling Casually Hardcore. Well, hello. All right. Let me make, make sure. First caller, I got to make sure the volume's okay.
0: All right. So what yeah, are you... Know. Your I don't thoughts. know who we're going to get to check the volume levels, considering it's me who's calling.
1: Well, I know, but I'm checking the volume level on my
0: cans. My <laughs>
3: <laughs> Saying, well, uh, if it's good
0: here, then it must be good out there. That's right. Man. Yeah, I'm sure IRC will go nuts in about 30 seconds if something's wrong. So,
1: Nice. What are your thoughts there, Barry?
0: Um. I have been thinking for the most of the show about uh, what sort of DLC has ever brought me back to a game, and I don't think it's ever actually happened. So I don't have anything to say on that topic, but I do okay. have a lot to say about Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> that, I that,
1: bet. That's enough to say on that topic. It doesn't work.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's never really worked for me. And, like, the new WoW expansion, I looked at it and went, no, nah, I'm good. No, thank you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, um... Actually, the one thing that you guys barely touched on that, uh, I, Gnome said something a little bit about it earlier about the X Men films, and, and it got shadowed over, overshadowed this week by all the George Lucas selling to Disney News is that, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, gosh, I can't, his name's escaping me right now, but the director of the first two X Men movies has signed on to direct the next X Men movie. Singer? Yes, Brian Singer, uh-huh. uh, signed on, I think, like, Hours before the whole George Lucas thing to direct uh, the next the sequel to X Men First Class, uh-huh. which they already have the title uh, Days of Future Past attached to. Oh wow! Which looks to be uh-huh. the most promising movie they're ever going to make, and then they attached that director to it, and now I'm already disappointed.
1: You don't like Bryan Singer?
0: No, I don't like his X Men movies. Uh-huh. I love the X Men, and he made horrible X Men movies. Okay, he just doesn't get. <laughs> at, at all I just don't like it gotcha. he's a great director but I, the movies are shit
1: awesome alright uh, so man. so what are your thoughts though on uh, on Lucas um, good bad indifferent i said in
0: the past on the show that I'm not as cynical about the prequels as obviously you are <laughs> based on what you were talking about <laughs> just a few minutes ago yeah. uh, I like Star Wars more Star Wars good this is great news I love it I can't wait I'm excited.
4: Okay.
1: Sounds good. With that, I'm going to summarily hang up on you and bring our no, next no, caller you. on.
3: Well, while we are bringing our next caller on. Oh, he's I on. Had, oh, hello. <laughs> Who's here? Hello. Hello.
5: Boba hey, Casuals. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are good. you? Good. How about you guys?
3: We're good. We are good. We are surviving. Yes. <laughs> yes.
5: So. Survive the shock of Star Wars being bought. <laughs> yes, I
3: did survive it. I did. My heart did go pitter-pat for a moment there. Um, what do you think?
5: Um, Disney has enough money to throw at the movies. I, I'm not worried about the movies. Uh, it gives me new hope for the TV show that they're going to do. Uh, that they might actually do it. The live-action one.
1: Oh, yeah. The Underground or whatever mm-hmm. it was called.
5: Yeah, it gives me hope for that. My that's. Bad... My fear is the other side of it. Um, Because Disney has this real bad habit of suing out of existence everybody who tries to do a fan film or every fan group. And to me, that's bad things for all the fan films that are out there for Star Wars, Mm -hmm. along with groups like the 501st. What's Mm going to happen there? Mm -hmm. And then the other factor is I don't want them... Letting loose on the expanded universe history, of saying yeah, go wild because now all of a sudden it's um, George at least kept tight control over that aspect of it that you don't mess with history. What happens in the movies? Except when he rewrote it. Comics happens in the books.
3: (laughs) Except when he rewrote it. Hand shot first. But essentially, it was
5: that like when Chewbacca died in the, in the right. books. It was he died in the comics as well. Right. And depending on the time frame that they do for the new scripts, Chewie will be dead in the movies depending on the time frames.
3: Right. Well, it, A, I,
5: At least according to George Lucas. Now, right. whether or not that stays true under Disney, well, right. who knows?
4: Yeah.
3: Well, we're going to have to see how, I mean, this is an opportunity for Disney to actually begin to, you know, kind of flex their muscles in terms of, or, or begin to practice what it's like to work with a, a fully mature fan audience. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's the reality. Is I don't I don't think they're going to go out there and sue the 501st and say because you didn't buy those costumes from a Disney store, you have to take them off or show us your receipts or whatever. I I just don't think they're going to do that. Um,
5: yeah, hopefully, you know. but
1: we'll We'll see, I mean, I think also Disney has the option that they if they don't want to stick in the current timeline going forward, they have the old Republic era as another way that they could attack the movies right and and move into something that doesn't have as much canon built up around it,
3: yeah, I mean, they could definitely go even further prequel but. you know even further back and really have some fun with the universe
1: but. But that's a good point. That's an interesting thing that maybe the movies will be good, but there could be detrimental effects to the on entire the on the right. community. So good good thought.
3: Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> I hadn't actually thought of that prior so, to this.
1: And with that, I hang up on you. Ooh, <laughs> Thanks for have coming. Have a good one, Bubba. Uh, and welcome to Casually Hardcore. Who is this? Is anybody there? It's
3: no one.
1: Supposedly it's Tech Priest. <gasps> But I'm
3: missing your voice, Tech Priest. Come on. He... Speak. He's not. Waiting, is somebody waiting. muted? Is he muted?
1: Oh, I heard. Uh, no. No. Okay. okay. Uh, Shut... Oh, Tech Priest? Wow. Are you there? Oh. Hey. Does it he work now? There yes, you there are. It's working.
3: Oh, that was close. I was <laughs> hovering, <laughs> he hovering is, on the he's hang up. Beginning to press down <laughs> on the hang up button. How are you?
6: Yeah, uh, I'm good, a little bit hangover, but other than that, good. That's good. It's <laughs> That's so, okay, you can be hungover as much as you want, just keep talking. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Yeah, I have thoughts on both subjects. Okay. Right. Uh, DLC has never gotten back to game, but expansion has brought me back to the game several times. Okay. okay. love franchise for... The Battlefield franchise, ah. the save franchise. So it takes something big, though, like a yeah, really big, big content patch, a big content mm-hmm. boost, something new mechanics,
3: it's something that's going to give systems. you time in the game, something that's going to yes. give you a lot of play.
6: Gotcha. Yes.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
3: So, how do you feel yeah. about uh, Lucas?
6: <laughs> I believe that Disney can do great with this. Good for I. They've did great with Avengers, I think. Yes, I think, oh, I think so
3: too. I can concur with that one.
6: And uh, I think that if this is done right, it can be done extremely well. But it will probably not be done right. So it will be done okayish, but <laughs> it will still be better than most parts of the uh, new series of Star Wars.
1: That's where I'm at. Right. The bar is so low right now
6: that they could stumble and it'll still be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. so hence
3: cautious hope. Yeah, yes. it
6: will be hard to beat the uh, lightsaber fight in the f- the between uh, Darth Maul and uh, oh and um,
3: oh and Kylo uh, uh, yeah. Yes.
6: Yeah, that
1: was a real done scene. I even thought the Lifesaver fight in Revenge of the Sith between Obi-Wan and Anakin was not yeah. bad. Um, but, it's not about
3: their action scenes.
1: But it's not about the action scenes. It never <laughs> no. was about yeah. that or special effects. No, no,
6: no, no, not Star Wars. Yeah, But it's a good scene. It's yeah. the best fighting scene in the whole oh, series. For yeah. sure, for sure.
3: Well, wow, they had some really, really awesome.
6: So, all
1: right, so cautious hope. I like
6: it. <laughs> yeah, and I would like to see a more grim, dark Star Wars, but that's what I yeah. never see? Yeah, well, no. I, think, I think
3: the closest you've seen has been Empire.
6: Yeah, Empire yeah. was the. And that's you know, my favorite movie. Oh, I think. Sure. I think
3: most people actually hold that as as their favorite. Right. Because it had a more Uh,
1: real tone to a fantastical universe.
3: And it was, you know, it was mushing their face into the fact that you guys are still young kids and still don't know what the heck you're doing, and you've been really lucky.
1: Right, right. So, Very good. All right. Thank you very much. I'm going to add somebody else to the call. Thanks for calling Tech Priest. Thank you. Take care. Have a good one. Welcome to Casualty Hardcore. Who is this?
5: This is Sean Castor. Hey,
1: Sean Castor. Hi, Sean Castor. How's it going? Mm -hmm.
3: Pretty good. You want to get it out of the way?
1: No. Wrong person. Wrong. Oh, good, good sorry. Agrius FW. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, wow. Well, do something anyway. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to somebody. <laughs> shout
3: out to someone, dude. You're on Actually, the hook now. we can go for the very, very old shout out. Okay. Shout out to my guild, Knights
4: of the okay. there Round. There you on go. There you US.
6: go.
3: Are they I still going?
6: the tradition by playing WoW. Oh, wow. Is the guild
1: still in existence, though?
6: My guild? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Right on. We haven't gone anywhere.
3: Okay, oh cool so what about uh what are, what are your opinions on d l c and uh the Star Wars thing?
6: Pandaria brought me back to Wow and minecraft one point four has brought me back to playing single player oh wow,
3: okay. I didn't expect to ever be back to single player. I figured I'd be on the, the v t w server forever, but
6: nope, I am currently on single player right now oh, very cool
3: interesting, okay,
1: so yeah. again and then star wars <laughs> yeah, yeah, so
3: again. <laughs> it can't be any any worse than what it's already been. Thank you. At all.
1: <laughs> I agree with that 100%. How and could at it this get worse?
3: <laughs> if Disney screws it up, well it's their fault. Yeah. Right. They shouldn't have bought it if they messed it up.
1: Right, right. And it just means it's in the the state it's already in. It's screwed up. If they screw it up, they can't really screw up more. It's just right. more it was it's just already screwed, screwed up. up. Yeah. So.
6: Well, you never know.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. I don't know. It would take. Minicorians,
3: I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get worse.
1: They release a movie entirely devoted to explaining why Minicorians work. Yeah. That might be yeah, good.
3: Yeah. It's the science film.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. The
3: science of the force. Explanations for everything.
0: Um,
1: okay. So, are you, uh, do you have excitement, though, for it? Or are you, like, got some I, hope? I anticipation. For... We'll okay. see
3: what it is. If it's crap, well, it's crap. If it's not crap, hey, Disney actually did something
6: good. Move on to the next one. Nice.
3: Right. Everybody cares, though. Everybody has an opinion, and everybody cares one way about this. I haven't had anybody who's gone, no, I don't have an opinion. Yeah, on like, yeah whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. care about Star Wars anymore. <laughs> Who cares? Or what's Star Wars? I just don't, you know. Yeah. It's such an That's integral not... part of, of yeah. kind of our culture. A lot of my friends are like, no, this is bad. Uh, it can't get any worse than
1: yeah. what. It's already there. We've already had the worst, at least in We've my We've already mind. had the
5: bottom of the barrel.
3: It, it, it could be worse. It could have been bought by the people that did Twilight.
1: I don't. <laughs> it
4: could, oh, could be please. worse. No. No.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I kind of felt like Attack of the Clones was a Twilight film oh, in terms okay.
3: of the romance. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You might be right there. Again, really badly written romance. Yes.
1: We'd hit the bottom. So, All right. Yeah. good Good thoughts. Thank you, Sean. We'll boot you off now.
3: Yeah. Bye. Hang up.
1: All right. Cool. So phone lines are open. We can and probably squeeze I one more an, in. But and I have an yeah. email. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. I, okay. So Pusar wrote us an email. And her the subject line is, it has your soul. Hmm. She says, I didn't plan on returning to WoW, but school has ended. The final exams have been passed. And now I have nothing to do all day. The panda was right there. And it was so tempting. The Pet Battles is the ultimate time sink. In Deadwind Past, the zone with Karazhan, there's only one pet that spawns. It spawns at exactly one minute past midnight somewhere in the master cellar. can spawn in either of the two cellars. It spawns once, and when caught, it will not respawn. One day I got caught in a 26-minute PvP battle while trying to catch this super rare pet. (laughs) Four Horde, three Alliance, we duked it out for nearly half an hour until one of the Alliance people got it. I spent several hours chatting with people from other realms while trying to force special pets to spawn by killing every other pet in the zone. When the stars are right and the relay rise, a patch, expansion, or DLC is able to pull me back to a game I had otherwise happily abandoned more than nine months prior. Hmm. So. Okay. The answer is yeah, it got her it back. It absolutely did. That's... And I had one other email.
1: Okay, well that's let me That's absolutely. interesting though that her comment was about a mechanic that sounds so much and I always go back to this but I, I like Everquest. They yeah. had mechanics like that. I remember hunting the uh South uh, South Row Desert for the ancient cyclops to get your uh, journeyman boots. And you had to kill the Cyclops to get an item off him to, to do the quest. Yep. And it was the same thing. You would, We'd go out there for hours and kill everything in the zone, just trying to hopefully force that respawn. And so it's funny that a game that was came out in 1999, <laughs> that mechanic that was existed in 1999-2000 now has reemerged in 2012 guess, as a, I wow, know, big feature, feature of yeah. of an expansion. The game that came out
3: 13 years ago yeah. is continuing to, inter- you know, really impact us.
1: But again, it seems like in general it's been expansions that have brought people yep. back, not DLC. Yep. So.
3: so I have one other email. Okay. Um, this is from AgriusSW. All right. Um, and his title is subject DS- DLC Call-In Topic. He says, Hey, casuals, AgriusSW here again, unable to call in live since I will be at work during the last half hour of the show. I actually like DLC for my games, especially when it extends the single player, like the Broken Steel add-on for Fallout 3 or the extra Assassin's Creed missions. Any type, A type of DLC I am not a big fan of is multiplayer specific, like map or weapon pack that I have to mm-hmm. pay for, unlike what unlike Bioware did with ME, ME3s right. multiplayer since all of their multiplayer DLC is free. I have found myself picking up a game that I've completed some months ago when a DLC pack comes out for a game and I want to play, like the upcoming DLC for XCOM. Thank you for a great show, Casuals, and shout out to my loving girlfriend, Ambrosia Hartnett. So that's from SW, level 85, Human Paladin, Guild Civil Warcraft, Shattered Hand US. Awesome. So... Okay, so
1: again, so that was actually, he's willing to take even just DLC content to to pop a game back in his console or refire it back up on the computer. Right. So that's that's good. I think, I mean, I think in general I would lean more towards the expansions being the thing to draw drive, drive me back more so than the DLC, but it's good good mix.
3: And um, I have one more. Okay. Specifically for you, Greg. Oh,
1: for me. All right.
3: Gentleman by the name of Jay says, "Greetings, peeps. Tell Grail to get the tissues out for when his team is owned today. Oh, whatever. If my team just happens to lose, which they won't, I will gladly donate to the show." So oh. This was.
4: Oh
1: wow!
3: Seahawks versus Vikings. Okay. P.S. I'm probably going to donate anyway, but don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Well, so <laughs> basically, I mean, he wants you He wants you to make sure you have your tissues handy. And, and mm. I, I personally am going to root for the Vikings, uh, too.
1: It's 20 to 17 <laughs> Seattle, but still. It's third quarter. There's okay. plenty of time.
3: Plenty of time left. We will right. see how that... Uh, Looks that... like it's going to be close then.
1: Yeah, really close game. All right. So I think that uh, will handily bring us towards the close here. Um, I want to thank everybody that volunteers, uh, all the research team, uh, obviously for providing us with content each week. Uh, all the staff, though, on BTW, uh, especially folks like The Rock, uh, Biomed Alchemist, and Ursaheel, providing us such like support for our servers and audio team and art team, and all those good folks um places you can find us you can find us on facebook at casually hardcore and vtw productions uh daxa tends to do a decent amount of the updates on facebook you can also find things like barry va's stop time videos for his lego assembly on there <laughs> and other such fun filled facts you can follow us on twitter alpha geek radio at vtw productions at gnomewise at izzy grail at DaxaCh ch at guinora God knows where Granora's been, but you can follow him. You can follow him. Maybe you can find him for us. That'd be nice, too. (laughs) And then at Iolite underscore CH. (laughs) (laughs) Email us at ch at com. Uh, sister feeds include alpha geek radio for things such as geeky interviews and Mm -hmm. talks that no wise does. Those are a little sporadic, but we always try to do things like Ted and all those sorts
3: of things. You get some really geeky stuff there.
1: Yeah. It's really Uh, where our, uh, con coverage goes a lot of the time as well.
3: Isn't alpha geek radio.
1: Um, remember you can always, we talked about donations. You can also sponsor a segment, uh, $5. You, uh, send us, we will read whatever you like within legal limits in whatever voice you want, uh, by whomever you want. I'm a baby dragon. Exactly. Yes. Before so. a content segment and you can make somebody pay a lot in their pride for your $5. <laughs> yeah.
3: You can listen to us on Stitcher radio. hmm Uh, You can use Amazon tools on the website so that, remember, if you go ahead and link through the VTW page to go to Amazon to actually buy your product, that site, it actually gives us a tiny little kickback um, and helps support the site as you go along. Um, And then, uh, again, our email is ch at dot com. And there won't be an Emperor's Court today.
1: Nope, no Emperor's Court. That occurred yesterday. Uh so I'm sure the podcast is coming up. Uh we will be back next week. Uh now at two o'clock. Uh we're well we're now on Mountain Standard time, so we're at two PM MST, one PM Pacific time and as nomise mentioned -7 yeah, GMT. -7 seven GMT. Seven G- yeah, -7 GMT, so the clocks on the site do match up correctly. We're very happy about that. Uh Gnome-wise has been here but he is gone. I have been Grail.
3: I have been Iolite.
1: And thank you for listening. We are out of out here. Of here.
3: Bye bye, radio people.
0: Bomba bomba deed, bomba deed, bomba deed, bomba